0: And now, PureFandom.com presents another episode of Brad and Court
1: Talk. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another Pure Fandom podcast. Brad and Court Talk. I'm Brad. And I'm Court. And today we are going to be talking about this. Uh, it's, there's this pandemic going on that wipes out 99% of the population. Thankfully, it's on TV. Oh, the one that knocking out 99% of the population part.
0: Yeah.
1: The, uh. the pan, pandemic's outside. but you
0: know. <laughs> Thankfully, yeah. and there are no zombies. Yes, yeah, it's, right. it's called
1: COVID. It's not called a Captain Trip, so we're we're pretty good. We're decent.
0: Okay, we're safe. Okay, good, 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 good.
1: Yeah. No. Unless you're having weird dreams. If you're having weird dreams, yeah, okay. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: <laughs> Be careful what you watch before bed, people.
1: Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we're talking about The Stand episode one. And before we get sidetracked too much, uh, just want to remind everybody, check us out over at purefandom.com. You can find our full playlist of recaps and interviews over there and SoundCloud as well. Also, be sure to check out some of the other great writers over at Pure Fandom. If there's a show or movie you love, someone over there is writing something amazing about it in court. How can the good people reach us?
0: Well, you can um, email us at bradencourttalk at com. You can find me on Twitter at JenDev, and he is Brad ZV on Twitter, but he's not there. Yep. Uh, y- if you want to really follow him, you should really follow him, him on um, Instagram. He is Rambling Brad. Mm-hmm. You'll find a, re- a lot of really cool things over there, lots of doggy stuff. Um, he's an artist w- working with wood, right?
1: Yep, yep, yep. So you Okay, his- with this. You can find all, all my new doggy pictures over there and my old doggy pictures because we've got a new puppy. And i got an old dog, too, Ragnar. And I've got some woodworking stuff. I'm doing a lot of cool stuff that I'll post like pretty much after Christmas because, you know, Christmas gifts.
0: Yeah, and I've seen some of it. It looks really amazing.
1: And you can also see me um, picking up really heavy weight.
0: Yes, lots of lifting that I'm scared to do. <laughs> but I should take pictures of me on my new studio cycle because right. that's what I'm doing. Um, besides like that stuff, you can also find, um, Peer fandom on Facebook. You won't necessarily find me on Facebook these days. I've taken a break, um, but Brad's there. Um, you can find our Peer fandom Facebook groups. So we have a group for Van Helsing. Um, a lot of great people are there talking about the show, getting ready for when the show comes back for 2021. And we have a regular Peer fandom Facebook group, um, for Brad and Court talk. Where You can talk about anything and everything under the sun, whether it be zombie apocalypse or uh, pandemics, movies, um, HBO Max, just whatever. Whatever's happening in entertainment or music that you want to talk about, somebody will be there to chat with you about it. Um, so make sure you head on over there. And like Brad said, um, you can also check out the website, purefam.com. A lot of amazing writers uh, getting ready for some of the new shows that are coming back um, once January hits. I know a lot of shows we're coming back are held for January and later than that. So keep an eye out.
1: Yep. I was waiting so much to go see Top Gun. Oh, God. In the summer. I know. Okay, December. And in the summer. 2001 we'll see eventually <laughs> it's a
0: thing hey, and i will be quite happy to wait as long as you need me to wait for some of that stuff whatever's coming on hbo max i'm going to be grateful for it i'm going to watch it because i am not going to sit in anybody's movie theater i think i was talking to susan and eric yesterday where like release what you can and i'm happy to pay 20 bucks to see it that's about how much i pay for a movie ticket anyway with snacks and then once we can go back to the movies certain things like wonder woman um top gun or james bond like put that stuff in the movie theaters then like i'm definitely going to go to movie theaters to see that i would be experienced there i
1: would watch top gun on my movie theater at home right now anyhow so
0: i mean i'm saying i would watch it at home but i also want to see it on the big screen when we can safely do that so I, i will pay for it twice that way but you know what we don't have to wait to see brad what is that the stand based on Stephen King's hit novel from way back when. Um, he's still at it. He's still kicking them out and I'm very happy. Like I love all the the Stephen King material that we've been getting. Make sure you check out Jonathan Maybury though. Like he has a lot of great books that I know you'll love. I'll send you some titles that I want you to read or listen to. Like I've been listening to Ray Porter and he has the most soothing voice ever. <laughs> Not to get sidetracked. Uh, I'll send you some titles no, to check no, out. You'd never but get you to <laughs> i'll send you some titles but keeping it with stephen king so um this whole thing is based on a very large novel that i don't think i've ever read you read it though
1: oh yeah i've read it
0: yeah um apparently it's super long um and what i remember is the miniseries that came out in the 90s that had gary sneese molly ringwald uh rob Lowe, and a bunch of other folks mm-hmm so that's what I remember. So um, jumping into this first episode the way they do, they deviate quite a bit from what we know from the other miniseries and from the book. So the way they jump in, that's already a happening.
1: Yeah. We get, we get one of these things like, okay, I'm directing this. I'm going to do it in my vision. We'll start five months in the, in the future. I'm like, okay, cool, bro.
0: I'm, I'm okay <laughs> with doing that. But then we jump back and forth and I, I get confused. I
1: that was the issue. It was like too much of a. Okay, hold. On. Where are we at now? What time zone are we in? I that that was my big issue with the jumping back and forth part, because it yeah. started at five months. I was like, okay, cool. Five months. We're doing this. We got this guy who's you know cleaning out stuff. We find out it's Harold. He's working mm-hmm. on it. And then we jump back, and then we jump forward and sideways and left. It is like there was a little bit more jumping around than I could deal with what I could no, I was fine with dealing with it than I wanted to yeah. deal with.
0: Yeah. Cause we, when we first start off, like you said, we had Harold, we didn't know it was Harold at that point in time, but we had Harold, he was wearing all his gear. Um, they were going into a church where there are a lot of dead bodies and we were being told that 7 billion, de- 7 billion people were dead. Um, so, okay. I'm like, Oh, we're starting here. Okay. We can do that. But then, we see Harold, you know, back in the day, not realizing, like, oh, this is going back in time. Like, maybe, I don't know, I will we'll talk about it in a second. But we see it back in the day where he's living in his hometown, he's being all creepy and um, looking at all Franny and her dad. And um, two boys, like, come upon him and, like, they, they're bullying him, but he's also a little creepy And like, there's a town full of people. So I'm like, Oh, maybe there are 7 billion people dead, but it hasn't hit here yet. I'm confused. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's happening. And then we saw Stu and I knew from the, the mini series that Stu does get picked up by the military, but it doesn't happen at the beginning of the book or the movie.
1: Right. At the beginning. Yeah. He's already picked up. So he's already in the CDC in Atlanta. I think it is. I'm not really, I am not even sure if he's in Atlanta, but he is already picked up.
0: Right, because they eventually take him to Vermont. Like, they, they do a lot of moving around here.
1: Well, Vermont was originally where it was what happened in the book, anyhow. That's where he ends right,
0: up. Right, right. And I, I remembered it, ver- Vermont, because I remember them taking him from Texas to Vermont. But they made another stop in between that I was like, oh, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. So, like, my problem was I went back and watched the movie again a couple weeks ago. I think if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't still have that living in my head. Like granted, I would I would still remember certain parts and things, but it wouldn't be as fresh. I want to be able to watch this with okay, or I think after this episode, I'll just have to do it with oh okay. Let me just watch this as its own thing and pretend I don't know anything or anybody. I mean, uh, that's, that's what I need to do.
1: That's literally your best bet. That's how you want to go about this. And you want if you want to go watch the other one, watch it after you watch this one. I think it's it'll really kind of mess things up for you. Because yeah. I, I still go with the whole fact that the stand has the best opening sequence ever it does. in the original one with, you know, um, Blue Oyster Colt, Don't Fear the Reaper yes. playing. Literally the best thing ever.
0: <laughs> agree. A, Hard agree.
1: Yeah. So this one, Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: and I did not hate this episode. I enjoyed this episode for what it was. Like I said, I need to watch it not having the other stuff living in my head. Like, I need to watch it for itself. And I I feel like they were doing it this way to throw off people who've read the books or have seen the other miniseries. Like, hey, like I would still be in some kind of suspense.
1: Actually, Stu Stu wasn't in in the CDC in Atlanta. He was in a research facility in uh, in Texas, an army facility.
0: I, I, I can deal with that then.
1: Then they moved him to vermont because he talked about what about georgia and that's where he said yeah we don't want to go to there
0: because everybody things are falling down already yeah
1: yeah, atlanta and the cdc it goes bad automatically because every time (laughs) even in the walking dead it was already a nightmare to go into atlanta so yeah even without being in the pandemic in a post-apocalyptic time it's a nightmare to drive through atlanta so
0: true
1: yeah uh (laughs) Stu has a uh, slight kind of thing with the Dr. Ellis mm-hmm. because of he's the only person who's kind of, you know, shares the information about the virus more, a little bit more than he should. But, you know, he kind of does get Stu to agree to take all the tests that Stu said, you know what, I'm done until you tell me
0: something more. Yeah, because they kept him there for three days and he was cooperating, but they weren't telling him anything. They were just testing him. And we did see that in the movie. Right. Or, and we saw that in the books, so like that track with what we'd seen before, and so that was just a way of getting him to cooperate, like trying to relate to him without giving out all the sensitive information
1: and you got to love it when he first says, "Okay, I'll do it, and the nurse walks in and sneezes like, yep yeah, you're you're a plague victim right there. yeah,
0: all of them and, and yeah, all of them and uh, so they didn't catch it from him like it's airborne basically it's just certain people are immune,
1: right, yeah. It's the same as anything else. It's just an airborne thing. So as soon as you get it, you're done. Yeah. Um, they, uh, and at that point in time, they find out, you know, later on, they can move him in the middle of the night saying, yeah, nurse's child tested positive for captain trips and, oh. and they're out. So they whisk him away to Vermont.
0: Yeah. But it, it's too late.
1: Along with Dr. Cobb, who isn't <laughs> really a doctor, more kind of an army guy. That's just kind of taking a look, uh, keeping an eye on him. Cause he's an asset.
0: Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not very nice or, or um, he doesn't try to soothe Stu at all. Right. He's like, you follow directions or we'll make you follow directions.
1: Exactly. It's kind of, you know, how is it? It's either going to go easy or hard for you, one or two. Yeah. And that uh, first night in there is when uh, Stu has that dream uh, about, you know, the um, same. yeah, His first night in there is when Stu has a dream.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he's taken into the cornfield and said, Hey, you come see me now.
0: Yeah. And I thought he would see, um, Abigail, but he didn't.
1: Oh yeah. That's right. He, it wasn't him that saw it. He saw the, uh, red eyed wolf staring at him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Franny, Franny saw Abigail. Right. And she said, you memorize this. I, I, I love the effects in this. I love the effects. I love the makeup and the costumes. Um, One thing I I was not super happy about with the original was some of the makeup they did for like Mother Abigail, Mm -hmm. so I felt like this was well done. I I see Whoopi on the view all the time, so I know what she looks like, but she's supposed to be playing a character that's 108 years old, so I was fine with the makeup job, and like the way they make people look with the virus, perfect. It's creepy as hell. Perfect.
1: Well, that was one of the things that we saw, one, with Franny's dad who was already dead and then when Stu uh was in the facility and Ellis came in who you know was clearly sick as well and tells him all about the ad, uh the uh general Mhm. That's when uh Dr. Cobb stumbles in who's yeah. clearly infected because he's you know got
0: the bullfrog you know, neck.
1: Yeah, the whole neck is like uh, huge, right? Yeah. And cuz Ellis said he didn't want to uh, drowned on his own mucus or whatever. So that's yeah. part of the interesting thing with the Dr. Trips on this one is the fact that it, it's showing in the neck so much. Mm-hmm. I like that idea and I like that when Franny was wrapping her dad up and moving him and he kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. <I> thing <laughs> sucks in the neck. That was kind of weird. But yeah, Ella, Dr. Cobb tries to go after Stu. Ella jumps in the way and kind of gets um, shot after, you know, that and Stu cuts Cobb's throat and he bleeds out. And so he goes up to see the general there. And it's, um, what was his name? J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons, who you might have seen him trying to sell you insurance occasionally. <laughs> and he said awful, he said a lot of other stuff too. He was in,
0: uh, yeah, a
1: ton of stuff. But I love the fact that his representation of the character was so much like Ed Harris's. Uh, when he played General Starkey in the original one. Mm-hmm. It's pretty, yeah, it was, it was nicely done. It was, it was a good side by side comparison on things.
0: So Yeah. And that's another thing I had a problem, not a problem with, I had a hard time with, I kept trying to connect people with who they, who was, who played the character in the la, in the last uh, adaptation. Right. So I'm going to stop doing that.
1: Yeah. You should probably stop doing that. Cause it doesn't matter. Um, so Starkey's ready to leave, and you know, let's Stu go out and just leave. And says, you know, if anyone asked, if there's anyone left to ask, he said, tell them I was at my post until the end, which is cool, you know. Yeah. And then he then he checked out. Uh we need to get to Fran and and Harold, but I need to point out this whole Randall flag thing that was really awesome. Uh huh. How. He is, we get the flashback of the pandemic, right? And Charles uh, Champion, the guy who was the soldier in the thing, who was supposed to not exactly abandon the post and leave, as soon as the virus is out and he saw that somebody was infected and they're having a big core meltdown because he, you know... Yeah, because it
0: got through the suit.
1: Yeah, he... The door was starting to close, and he ran for it, and it stopped. Right, mm-hmm. and it stopped because Flag put his foot down and stopped the door.
0: Yeah, but I, Campion did but, not see that.
1: I no, he didn't. I love the fact that that was something involved there because you know, one, it wasn't ever anywhere else. But I really love the way that happened. It was just really sweet.
0: Yeah, and that actually was so much better than the way it was handled in the mini series because at the in the miniseries the character was actually like stationed at the gate and like the, the gate was super flimsy and that wasn't gonna keep anything out anyway. Mm-hmm. Like the way this was handled, this was really, really well done. Right.
1: And you know, as he's trying to drive off, he sees a guy hitchhiking and it's Randall Flagg, and then next thing you know, Randall Flagg's sitting in his back seat.
0: With the baby smiling, going, "How you doing?" <laughs> but again, Campion didn't see him.
1: Right. Uh, let's touch on uh, Harold and Franny here, huh?
0: Yeah, let's do that.
1: <laughs> so we see in when we start off the show that Franny is quite uh, pregnant. Well, not when we started off. Was she pregnant, five, or we, five, he... uh, five months later? Okay. Okay. So 5 months later she's quite uh, pregnant and which also <laughs> gives the whole Harold coming up and asking how the baby is and saying stuff and then you literally see his like blood boiling as he walks away.
0: Yeah cuz she's with Stu. Oh, now, he is so mad. Yeah, and I didn't know that they I didn't think that they would, you know, pair them off because I thought she was younger. I thought she was being played younger than in the miniseries. Because in the miniseries, it was Gary Sinise, the Stu, and it was Molly Ringwald. And this, like the age no, difference was a little jarring to me.
1: No, that's like exactly the same age difference because in the original one, she was like in high school.
0: Really? Oh, yeah. Maybe I'm thinking that <laughs> was Molly Ringwald and I know she's older.
1: She's older now. She wasn't then.
0: Wait, no, Brad, she was. She was like a playing teenagers in the eighties like the miniseries came out in the nineties so she was in like her early twenties
1: right so uh, i'm I'm calculating this up at the moment here while you're doing <laughs>
0: this because I haven't in my, again I have to get out of my own head and like let the people just do their acting so like I just happen to know the actor who plays Stu is in his forties, and this actress looks like she's nineteen if if that.
1: I'm gonna say, well, there is a 13 year old age difference between Molly Ringwald and Gary Sinise, so okay, and that's where I was like, he was much older than she was because she was still in high school at that point in time.
0: Okay, okay. that's so gross, Stephen King. But okay,
1: yeah. oh okay, oh that's so gross, Stephen King, because you didn't read that part in it. Where never mind,
0: I skip <laughs> that part because I heard because I, I I watched the movie the original. <laughs> The part, that,
1: the part they can't put in a movie because yeah,
0: right. I skipped that part because somebody I was listening to a podcast <laughs> on it and somebody was talking about. it. I was like, "What? No." There's what?
1: a bunch of Stephen King stuff is like, bro. <laughs> uh,
0: you got uh, inappropriate.
1: <laughs> so much so, <laughs> so much. Okay, so we find out uh, as it jumps back five months later. Um, right. That earlier. That Harold and uh, Franny are in Maine, and he has this little stalker thing with her and spies on her through a fence. Yeah, a hole in the fence. Uh, we see that Franny's dad's kind of underwater, under the weather a little bit, and then, then Harold gets promptly beat up by a group of kids mm-hmm. for being a peeping Tom and yeah, all yeah. that stuff. Uh, I did notice the fact that right, right after that happened he uh one of the bullies walks away and sneezes I'm like yeah and you're dead so yeah. mm-hmm. it seemed that captain trip spread really fast through that little town
0: I mean yeah it spread everywhere seven billion dead
1: like no it was like however see. this happened, it happened really quick because
0: Yeah, because the church yeah, the he, church, like everybody was sitting there so either they caught it right then and there or everybody congregated at the church and waited to die But we,
1: we see Harold, he goes home and his wife and, well as he's going home at that point, all these people are sneezing and coughing everywhere but yeah. he finds that his uh, mother, father, and sister are all ill mm-hmm. but he feels okay And there was a news bulletin out that considering a ban on all public gatherings. Hmm. Never heard that before.
0: Maybe Uh, this should have come out sooner. Yeah. And for everybody to see.
1: Right. But just a week later, Harold's biking across the same boardwalk and it's pretty much empty. But there's all these people that are dying, that have died sitting on like park benches and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, I guess, I guess people are like, yeah, I'm sick, I'm dying. You know what? I want to go see the sunset or something like that, something stupid.
0: Or or like you said, it could happen really quickly.
1: Mm-hmm. Did he, he's like stalking on Fran still by staring at her, bearing her father, and then backs up and says,
0: hello, is anybody alive? And, and she's lonely. <laughs> no,
1: she's almost like... Oh my god, of all the people, it has to be him still alive. Oh yeah, she uh,
0: does tell him to go away. Go <laughs> I'm not somewhere. your babysitter anymore. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh. That yeah. makes
0: it worse. Oh,
1: creepy part. Also, uh back back when everybody was still alive, Harold at at home with the picture of Franny doing a thing.
0: Oh God, yeah. <laughs> doing a thing. Doing a thing. Uh Oh, he he's a writer. Did you catch the name of the publication where he was trying to sell his book?
1: No, I, I did not. It was something Cemetery, I thought.
0: Yeah, Cemetery Dance Publications.
1: I just—I looked at that one. Bro, you've got all that rejection letters. You must really suck as a writer.
0: Maybe. That's a lot <laughs> of
1: rejection letters.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you've been trying to do this for how long? Whoa, maybe you should <laughs> go somewhere else, bro.
0: Yeah, they're not picking up on what you're putting down.
1: No. Harold, after, well, she tells him to leave. Harold goes and finds himself a gun from a virus infected cop, which, you know, and then sees a typewriter. But honestly, at this point in time, I would probably be gathering up guns too, (laughs) just because I'm like, it's the apocalypse. Something's bad going to happen.
0: Yeah, we've been prepared by The Walking Dead. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the humans are worse than the disease.
1: Uh, also, uh, Harold planning out his uh, what he's gonna say to Franny ahead of time in the mirror, <laughs> and yeah. tr- trying to mask the look of of Tom Cruise. I'm like, oh, jeez. Oh my god, you're creepy, bro. They <laughs> like, stop put, it. They put a lot into this. They made it look from like in the original movie mm-hmm. uh, how Harold seemed to be just love struck on her mm-hmm. to this guy is downright creepy.
0: Yeah, very much.
1: So he goes and finds Franny at her house after he has his plans to go everywhere and she's, you know, already decided to check out.
0: Yeah, I thought she would be gone already because this is after she's had the dream and seen Mother Abigail mm-hmm. and she's been told where to go.
1: Yeah, but she decided she was going to swallow a few pills and he saves her. Mm-hmm. She's not happy. So yeah, the original uh, one, they played... Uh, crowded house uh don't dream it's over mm-hmm. which was very nice because this franny was then talking about oh they remember playing this and she like leans her head on him and everything else and feels all you know friendly with him this mm-hmm. one, uh harold's like yeah i got a good tune for you let's throw on um changes by black sabbath <laughs> which is slower but i mean it's the apocalypse and you pick sabbath bro cool yeah. You're yeah, and then she's just like I don't know, I guess, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> just Yeah, it was very very interesting how that went out. Um did you catch uh previously when she was talking, uh, when she was just sitting there and they were like the TV was playing and the president was talking and coughing right before the power went out who the president was?
0: I heard the president talking, I heard him coughing. I did not pay attention to who it was. No. No. I give you
1: a hint. He was a certain someone who used to make um blue meth.
0: <gasps> did he cause this with blue meth?
1: <laughs> Could I maybe he did. <laughs> Yes, it was Brian Cranston who was who was the president. He voiced the president. So yes,
0: we know that Blue Muth is connected to the Walking Dead apocalypse. <laughs> right, <They've> mentioned that. <laughs> so
1: maybe it was him that caused this entire thing to start. That
0: with. is so funny.
1: Yeah. Um. So yeah, after this, I mean, he Fr- uh, Harold basically tells Franny he's got the he's got the scooters all ready too. You know that. Hey, we got to go. And, uh, go to the CDC mm-hmm. and that's what we're going to do. And he spray paints it on there and says, I didn't know your last, your middle name as he spray painting the message on the wall. And she's just like evil look of, Oh my God, I hate you so much.
0: <laughs> and she did. Cause it's like, why are you doing that? Are you going to tag every place we go? Yeah. I don't want anybody having a you know, breadcrumbs of foul on us. What are you doing? I
1: think she's more or less like, you know what? I'm good. I wanted to check out whatever. So that was a gone to the CDC in Atlanta, Georgia, leaving Aquanik or whatever name of that place is. September 14th, Harold Emery Lauder and Francis Goldsmith. Yes. I didn't know your middle name. <laughs> I, I even liked it better. Is like, I didn't know your middle name after the fact that she was right there. He could have goes, what's your middle name? No, he just probably went there.
0: Yeah, I thought like when we would look over, we would see her middle name because maybe he had asked her. No. He had asked her, yeah. and she gave it to him.
1: Yeah, no, that was it. It's nothing. I'm not going to ask you. I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> cool, cool, bro. That's crazy. <laughs> all we need to know. Uh, and I think that about covers everything that happened.
0: I mean, they and they covered. They covered kind of a lot of ground in the first episode. Yes, they did. So it's going to be um, a nine episode season. Hmm. Uh, again, my only problem was, like, the makeup of it. Like, I, I'm cool with everything we got. Maybe it's just because they were trying to condense for time.
1: Right. So,
0: I, I, I'll go with it.
1: Yep, I'm good with it. All right, anything else?
0: The other thing I wanted to mention, like, I am totally um, Eon Bailey's character. Uh, the one who, like, Farage's, for, uh, like, look for looks for DVDs. Like in the apocalypse, because he's going to start his own movie theater. Mm-hmm. Like that was me.
1: Yeah, I was cracking up about that. You see yeah. the big like CBS heroes and everything else that was there? It was, yeah, it was pretty
0: uh-huh.
1: So, yeah. All right. Well, I guess we'll be back and talk about this one next week.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, And yeah, until next time, because Christmas is next week.
1: Oh, uh, yes. It drops on uh, Christmas Eve. So, yay, apocalypse. Oh, yeah.
0: cool cool cool. so you'll get it after christmas likely yes
1: good yule time stuff to watch absolutely all right well until next time
0: yeah until next time don't sniff the blue meth please and wear your mask that's it for this episode head on over to purefandom.com for more awesome content